Welcome to Beggar's Bread, a podcast where we invite Christians and truth seekers to engage with thoughtful resources in an age of disinformation. Our name is inspired from a quote by D.T. Niles, evangelism is just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread. Each week we recommend a source for you, either a podcast, sermon, or a video. This week we bring you Just Don't Do It. And with that, this is Luke in Wisconsin, as always, and I'm here with Nick in North Carolina. How's it going, Nick? Hey, it's going pretty good. I'm just over here sipping on some hot black tea, getting ready for fall as a this recording although granted i don't remember where we are on the schedule anymore so oh who yeah knows? This... this might not be a pro no i think this will still be appropriate tea drinking time i mean honestly any time is <laughs> appropriate for hot tea drinking i've this never been be... an iced tea drinker i think we've talked about that before and hot tea, tea is the way to go you're from the south i mean if you don't drink oh, iced know. tea who will i, who will do I it? couldn't tell you <laughs> I mean, you can bring it. You can bring it up there in the north if you want, but it's not my vibe. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> well, that's okay. You you feel free to drink the tea you want to drink. Um, I will. I will. Yeah, this will be coming out in <laughs> mid November. So in Wisconsin, it'll probably be end of fall. A little cold. Who knows? Maybe it'll be warm. You know, with how the weather has been in Wisconsin, it, you know, it could be. I don't know, seventy degrees, which would be <laughs> extremely warm for November. <laughs> I just, I just love the fact that we're just trying to like predict what's happening in like a set period of time. Like that's this whole, that's what this whole season's been about is just yeah. trying to figure out like, ah, oh, what do you think's gonna happen? Uh, yeah, on like on Thanksgiving, and oh, what do you think's gonna happen on Veterans Day, and like all these other things that we're like, yeah, we're just kind of throwing some words into the air. Which, I mean, it's kind of what a podcast is, I guess, but it's fun. Just throwing them a, a nice, you think it's a baseball throw or a football throw or a basketball or a different kind I of throw? I think it's more like a little, a light toss into a putt-putt golf course pond hmm. with a stained blue or dyed, blue dyed waterfall. <laughs> Hey, that's fun. I've always like what I've always thought it'd be really cool to design a mini golf course. Like I feel like I've never really had a bucket list. I don't know. People are always like, "What's on your bucket list?" I'm like, "I don't know. I don't I I don't have anything." But, you know, maybe <laughs> I'll traveled enough, you know. <laughs> maybe I'll make a bucket list and the the one item will be to design and create a mini golf course. That sounds like I would go. Fun. No, would I you? feel like that'd be great. Oh, that'd be really fun. Um, honestly i feel like there's probably a video game simulator that does exactly what you're talking about like designing wise i I know it'd be fun to like actually make it though like like make the the whole i don't know what you call it um just like the landscape i mean i do landscaping so i could do that part but like having to do the rest of it I'm sure I just have so much to learn. It'd just be like this exercise and creativity that'd be fun. And you don't accidentally offend a whole bunch of people with different political views or theological views. <laughs> it's just like, right. look at I made I this gonna... thing and it's not going to offend half of the people in my community. <laughs> uh, I was going to tie it into how we were talking about in at my field placement, um, kind of like self-soothing exercises. And so, we had to introduce something new and I was thinking about how 
I read poetry, but then doing something different. And so like trying to learn haiku and again, like another creative exercise that theoretically should not <laughs> provoke any sort of outrage, similar in fashion to a putt-putt course, which I wonder, is it a year-round sport Ooh, or is it, it seasonal depending on where you're at? Well, if if you're doing it outside in Wisconsin, it is very much so seasonal. <laughs> but <laughs> is there an indoor, be... are you going to design an indoor putt putt course? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I feel like both would be super fun. Now, dude, I feel like we just planned my retirement. You know, for the longest time, like I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life. Now I know what I want to do at the end of it. <laughs> there you go. I want to uh, not become a sustenance farmer, but definitely grow a lot more food. <laughs> Ah, well, speaking of growing your own food and knowing where products come from, oh, you Ooh, like where I'm going with this? Look that was this. good. This is I nice. know where you're going. I know, this ha- week, I know what's happening. We're recommending the Church Politics Podcast episode, Corporate Wokeness and Human Rights. And I think this is a wonderful podcast. And I, you know... One of the things I've loved about Beggar's Bread, I'm just, you know, I'm not like, I'm not bragging about Beggar's Bread. I'm just saying I'm, I'm grateful. I get to learn things that Nick is like, hey, you should listen to this, which is really kind of the origin of this podcast. It's like, oh, hey, you should listen to this. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, you should listen to this. And now I'm like, this is just a continuation. So <laughs> it's with all that, about me, JK, now. All about no, people. People know our origin story. We've talked yeah, about it. The origin There's... story. I got There's bit a, little, by a... a little holy post reference there, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah. I was just about to bake up some animal that I got bit by and how then that animal eats bread. And Anyway, so tell us, Nick, why did what? you choose? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I was just making up something. Um, Honey badger. Uh, tell me more. <laughs> What, we'll what cut this out you... later. It's fine. <laughs> I Willie, I feel like we've definitely had episodes where I, because I listen to them after they're all done, and <laughs> you're like, "We'll cut it out," and then I'm like, ah, "That's definitely not cut out." So I fully expect to hear myself saying, "Oh, that's definitely not cut out in the future." Um, it, it's it seems better when you listen to it with some distance. Because it also seems very cringy in the moment, which we have discussed before. And then I'm like, nah, I edited it, and it's perfectly fine. Now, of course, if I look at it later, who knows? Who knows? But I think it's too late now. I've committed. I've committed to this. This little method of um, apathy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of apathy, you see what I did there? Yeah, I just kind of. Tell us more about what made you choose this episode, Nick. Well, actually, it was a since I feel as if this whole season, which is, you know, gigantic, it's double what we've done in previous seasons, which is a whole I mean, heck, we could talk about for hours how long it took to get (laughs) to get co-listeners for some of these episodes because we're running out of people. Uh, And so the tying again back into season one you know coming full freaking circle this podcast not the episode specifically but the show was recommended to me by katrina hodges and i think she might have actually talked about it on 
the episode that she guest starred on back in season one. Um, hey, shout out to Katrina Hodges. Yeah, I could be wrong. Honestly, I also don't really remember what season she came on the show. I, I think feel it like it was season season one. two. Season two? Well, there you go. See, I'm forgetting. Yep. It was. Uh, we're going to say grad school did it to me. I'm broken. So, <laughs> yeah. But again, like, she really did connect me to a valuable resource that I, again, continue to listen to. And this was a, this particular episode of the show was one that I'd been wanting to talk about on this podcast for a while. And it just never really kind of fit into the, <laughs> the mold of our schedules. Because we kind of, like, you know, as we've talked about before, we, we do tend to plan ahead for this show um now as to whether or not how well prepared we are well that remains to be uh found in the comment section but anyways i thought this was just a very interesting choice because it kind of opens up a discussion and we'll hear more about that in the co-listener review regarding kind of like almost an internal conflict and a question like it really does draw attention to your own practices and how what's this conflict revolving nick what what are we talking about here so the conflicts are revolving around a lot of the corporations that we're seeing kind of propagating these symbols and this imagery of promoting social justice like nike and apple in particular being really ingrained in the black lives matter movement and being really supportive of that um and the ways in which on the one side, they're showing this side. And then as the podcast episode by the Church Politics Podcast discusses, in the legislature, they have lobbyists kind of trying to water down human rights legislation related to labor and particularly slavery and the use of slavery from other countries creating the products for those companies and then shipping them over here. So particularly the one that stood out that was most significant that they mentioned in the podcast was um, the Uyghur people in China um, within a certain region of Western China um, that had historically been predominantly that ethnic Muslim minority group. And then over time, because they found out that that was a big pathway to a lot of trade and it kind of created a lot of infrastructure. It was like a big component of China's overall infrastructure that there's a lot of kind of migration over there from the majority ethnic group um, to kind of gain some more control. But essentially, all that to say is that there's a lot of ensla- essentially enslavement of this ethnic Muslim minority and there's a bipartisan agreement within Congress. Companies that are utilizing this labor have to actually confirm, and it's putting a lot of pressure on those corporations to confirm that the labor being used to create their products that are being sold and or brought to America and sold in America cannot be the product of slave labor. And so essentially what happened during this bipartisan deal where it passed with an overwhelming majority was that the lobbyists for these groups were saying like, nah, we're going to try to like downplay this. You know, we don't want to like basically have our revenues impacted because this would be too much of a cost for us. Right. Which is pretty sad. 
A little bit, a little bit. And it creates this kind of picture of what do we do with that? You know, like you have this imagery on one side saying we care about this. And like even Apple has this racial equity and justice initiative where they funded like, or they put in like $100 million as a long-term effort to help ensure like more positive outcomes for communities of color, right? And then on the flip side, they're kind of allowing for and benefiting and profiting off of the marginalization and the further almost dehumanization of the Uyghur people in China. And so it's kind of hard to grapple with in a sense because it also just ties into so many ambiguities within yourself too as you're considering like, well, how can I support this group and how can I support this corporation if there's all these other things at play? Oh, yeah. Well, and it's interesting too. I mean, this is a this is a different example and part of me you know this is the whole thing talking very frankly about difficult issues i think it's a positive thing overall but trying to do it cautiously i'm not even making a comment about my thoughts about um the nfl and colin kaepernick their response and then later after george floyd's death their use of um different phrases like end racism or uh, I don't know what other phrases they've had, but it's interesting because, and not to be totally cynical, but to be realistic and sober-minded, it really comes back to the money, right? Like for Apple and Nike and the NFL, and even thinking like the NBA having games played in China, it's the same kind of thing. Um, So, not to, I'm not even making a comment, you know, what do I think about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee? You know, I think that I do have a lot of thoughts about that, but I don't want to get too distracted on it. Um, yeah, it's a different conversation. Yeah, the whole point that I'm trying to make is like it flipped, you know, like in broad terms, the NFL had taken a more right stance, like right isn't like political spectrum right. And then after George Floyd died, it swapped to like a more left stance when it was more profitable. Um, and regardless of whether you think that was right or wrong um, for either of those, it's just really fascinating to look at. Um, and I think one of the things I really, really value about this podcast that we listened to with Justin Gibney and I can't remember, was the other guy's name Chris? I think he was in Chicago. So I was like, hey, Midwest. Yes, Chris. Uh, oh, Chris Butler. So he's a pastor and he's also running for some sort of elected office up there in the Chicago area. I'm not entirely sure. I know he's been talking about campaigning for a little while um, in recent episodes because this episode came out um, a hot second ago. So this was before January 6th. Right. Yeah, it, that was interesting because they were for a little bit I don't know. They didn't really totally dismiss um, concerns about violence, but I think they kind of said a lot of these concerns are overblown, which I do understand that perspective at the time. I remember, you know, a lot of people were preparing for like civil war. So I'm grateful that we did not have a civil war. (laughs) Um, So, but certainly there was obviously some violence on January 6th. Um, Thinking about the thing though, that I really love about this podcast is for a moment they were self-reflective and it wasn't it wasn't so much of a finger pointing like ah they're wrong we're right you know we're self-righteous 
Um, it was just very vulnerable, very honest. They're like, look, we're both using Apple computers. You know, we use Apple products. Um, and it's just like, man, what do you do in this place? And honestly, I find myself asking the same questions. It's like, what do, what do we do? Do we, um, you know, you can try and rid your life of all Apple products or whatever company it is, you know, whatever thing you've got a problem with. Um, and in some ways, you know, sometimes that's appropriate. If, if you really think, uh, take a sober second and think about what's going on on the other side of the world with Uyghur Muslims, like, wow, that, that should really cause us to pause. Um, cause I, I believe we labeled it as a genocide earlier. I don't know if it was this year or last year, but, um, if you really think a genocide is going on and that our dollars are going to contribute to that, we really got to think about what's going on now. Granted, um, again, I'm not trying to come up with some easy answer. I'm like, ah, well, you know, you just pray about it. But as Christians, I think that's definitely part of the equation. You know, part of the, I don't, it's being able to recognize, I do not have control over international politics and, um, you know, people that are being murdered. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. I think another part of it, you know, of course is advocacy. And I'm not talking about like every one of us is going to go and join a nonprofit organization, which of course that's appropriate for some, but I think as simple as calling your Senator and the thing that got this bipartisan legislation moving, it's saying, Hey, this is really bothering me that this is, this is crazy. Um, but anyway, I, I kind of rambled for a little bit. I'd, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are more, Nick. I've just been going. We, we all ramble, you know, like it's something that <laughs> I just think this podcast episode produces a lot of thought, you know, a lot of discussion. And I think it would be, it'd be a good kind of almost group discussion piece to kind of work through and start with. Um, even as like we talked about, um, in the last episode, right, and I had to remember which episode this was because we recorded it actually in sequence, I think. I can't remember. But with, you know, bookmarks not included and how, again, it's kind of like a starting point into delving deeper and just learning more and being more aware of what's happening in the world. And um, just trying to, like, grapple with all these different things that aren't as cut and dry as say even like those corporations might want you to think or in the case of bookmark bookmarks not included the narr- like the historical narratives and how like if you just look at one facet of that historical narrative you're not going to get necessarily the entire picture um which is why again we just really do emphasize looking at it from a critical angle and hearing people's stories um which again is again, tying into this too and listening to people and how people are affected and obviously within certain realms of injustices occurring, you don't necessarily get to hear those voices like within the Uyghur ethnic Muslim minority, Um, which again kind of demonstrates how important it is to have that international journalism bringing to light and exposing what's actually occurring and then being able to think about and contemplate and also pray on how as Christians we should be responding to these things. Um, not just lament and not just prayer, but also 
how living in a democracy we can advocate for those that are marginalized absolutely <sighs> i do feel a little bit at a loss for words though at times um it's a little it's a little troubling because and i think uh that's the whole thing right like whenever you talk about prayer i think or whatever i'm not saying you but like me or whoever in our public square in the united states yeah it just it always conjures this this feeling of like thoughts and prayers this like kind of platitude where it's like eh, okay um you just mean like you're not gonna do anything um and like a kind of nice pat on the shoulder like oh they're there you know that that must stink <laughs> it's like <laughs> gosh um can you think of something it reminds me of uh like when jesus i don't know exactly which which passage were but i think it's basically when someone's hungry he says or sick i don't know one of the two man or just you know it's always a good idea to just pull scripture verses out of context uh that was you haven't taken that pastor class yet oh man uh, well oh yeah so next i right now i'm in the middle of a, a preaching workshop which definitely the way that i'm learning is you should study the scripture before just appropriating it um <laughs> This is a podcast. It's different. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh inner cringe. It's fine. Um no, there's there's a basically a passage where Jesus says, uh, instead of telling someone to go and be well, like like you help them out. Um I'm gonna look it up. You you can fill space if you want to, Nick. Spread your wisdom. Are you talking about the one in which he's like get up be well and send no more so it's not discounting like what's occurred no it's oh, do you it's have in it? james it's in james chapter two. Oh, no i'm thinking of something completely different. okay yeah yeah so <laughs> i'm thinking of one of the miracles that occurred yeah yeah this is uh so not jesus saying it it's uh this James, a different book of the Bible, but it is in the Bible, so that feels a little good. I mean, he's kind of um, close to Jesus. You know, not just making up verses, um, as sometimes happens. If it, Timothy twelve fourteen, <laughs> or just like that. What's that verse? That's not actually a verse that in America sometimes people think it is. Like God, uh, God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two Corinthians. Yeah, I know about those. Okay. Oh, we just, you just stepped in it, Nick. I didn't do that. You did that. All right. <laughs> the verses. It's okay. James 2. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? So in other words, uh, modern translation, if you say thoughts and prayers, but you actually don't help with anything, what good is it? What is the point? So there you go. Also, I thought people had heard this term before, but I used it when we were kind of chatting earlier. I said slacktivism. I just, I saw that term. It was when I was at college. I just saw it. It was like basically people saying, yeah, if your version of activism is just like posting something on Facebook or on Twitter or whatever, uh, it's not real activism. It's a hashtag slacktivism. I thought that was creative. I love it. No, I honestly had not heard that before. And that's why when we were talking earlier, I was like, what <laughs> uh, and it honestly it ties in a lot with how they define 
social justice as pseudo-liturgical now. And so they kind of talk about how, again, tying into the social media, right? How people post things or like it's just kind of in the hashtag trending category at this point. And again, that's honestly why corporations are funding these, you know, promotional campaigns and, you know, doing things that, like you said before, the NFL, they didn't do prior um, yeah, because well, there wasn't really, any money in it. It's become fashionable. It's become, uh, you know, virtue signaling, right? That's the term that we're all familiar with, or maybe not everybody, but the idea is like you are signaling, you're showing how virtuous you are. I could see someone looking at Beggar's Bread and being like, oh, you guys are virtue signaling. You're just putting podcast episodes out there about different difficult topics, but do you really care? Do you really care? And I would say, um, I, I do care. I think uh, part of combating any problem is information and understanding. I think that's very important. But also just to be realistic, I, sometimes we've got this crazy pressure on ourselves. And actually, one of uh, one of my f- kind of lifelong family friends has told me once he was just trying to make a point. He was like, uh, we were talking, you know, pretty intense conversation. He's like, well, what are you doing about, you know, climate change? What are you doing about racism? What are you doing about uh whatever, like income inequality. What are you doing about abortion? Or just all these really difficult topics. And kind of rapid fire. Just to make the point that like, you know, we can't actually do something about everything. We're finite people. Um, It's okay to be learning about multiple different issues and yet to be active in only one or two. That's actually very appropriate. That's part of... Um, to put it in Christian terms, that's part of being the body of Christ is you can't do everything. We rely on other people. Uh, if you're not a Christian, you're like, what the heck did you just say? Um, <laughs> it's part of being in a group of people where people have different uh, different talents, different um, abilities, different things they're naturally good at. Um, you know, Obviously, in Christian terms, we might talk about supernatural giftings and blah, blah, blah. Not that it's totally blah, 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 but the point is you don't have to, like, whether you talk about it in spiritual terms or in secular terms, the point is very understandable. (laughs) Well, yeah, because, like, if you're, I think, on either a secular or specifically Christian ethical perspective, you can't do, like, you can't do these things alone. So whether or not you're talking about various systems that require advocacy that require like larger change outside of your own individual capacity as a person even if we are in a democracy um that requires a communal effort and so in the same i mean on a parallel level as the christian church and as the body of christ and being on mission that's not a solitary effort i mean literally it's a bot like you're not a (laughs) a soul body in the body of Christ, you know, you're not like a little body. I mean, you are physically, but it's not, everything's not about you. And I think that's kind of a key point to all of this, right? Is thinking about, okay, well, is everything we're doing when we're posting these things on social media? Is it about our appearances? Is it about, again, like that virtue signaling that we talked about? Um, Is it about promoting truth? And, is it something that we're like we're invested in or are we just doing 
the repost and the reshare every time we see something come up that um, mayhaps not be our necessarily vocation. And how much are like how much time should we be investing in these continual repostings and resharings when? As I'm coming to find out as we kind of near the end of this podcast, like where where are we like actually invested in, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, if you know Nick and I personally, you might know some of these things that we are actually acting on, that we care deeply about, that we we change our life for, and we hope that you can do the same. Um I did want to, before I forget, because literally this time, I actually did not get the co-listener review. Nick, do you mind bringing us our co-listener review from Hannah? Sorry, I had to find it. I was like, where did I put it? Yeah, so I think this is a great just co-listener review, honestly. So shout out to Hannah from Raleigh, North Carolina um, on just giving us Something that really, it kind of, it drives well with what we talked about before, right? So I'll, I'll continue on here. And so Hannah says that, I think the church and politics podcast in the episode I listened to does well to be fair and evaluate all sides of issues facing Christians today in the world of politics and social justice. However, I think while they brought up important points that the listener can think through and use to evaluate their thoughts and actions, that was the extent of the resolution to the issues mentioned. As a listener, this inevitably leads me to wonder what else I can do if I might think I might be woke, quote-unquote, for voting for Biden, but yet still supporting Nike and Apple, companies who primarily use wokeness as a business strategy, other than not judging Christians by voting Republican, aka the less social justice-oriented choice. I can't help but to think of the song, That Funny Feeling, from Bo Burnham's Inside Comedy Special, definitely recommend uh because essentially there's hypocrisy everywhere and even the podcast admits that they support companies like apple the reality is even if apple didn't lobby against the human rights bill there should still be a dilemma in terms of supporting them because they like many many companies use unethical practices in order to create their products this is why i think capitalism is unethical Later on, though, the podcast talks about socialism versus capitalism and explains that as a podcast, they do not argue one over the other and see good and bad in both. The problem isn't really the systems, but the imperfect people who run and operate in the systems. I think this is a smart statement, yet is really disheartening. When we focus so much on the sin of people, it can make us think that progress is never, not ever attainable. I think this is most obvious in conversations about race, because if racism is only seen as a sin and sin is inevitable, why waste time working against it? I don't think Christians should be surprised about companies like Apple and Nike only using wokeness for marketing, but I think it could be hard to live in a world where you do not support companies who have any unethical practice whatsoever. While the podcast did go to make this clear, my biggest critique is me asking, what's next? How can we do better? And while I'm still left asking, I felt like this podcast was a good place to begin and think through these things. So thanks again, Hannah, for providing your really insightful feedback. And honestly, it was a lot of things that I resonated with, too, because um, it is a, a big question of, hey, what's next? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was, I just really appreciate the the thorough analysis by Hannah. Thank you so much for that. And I think 
you know, there's so many different conversations, even just from her co-listening review we could have. Um, I did look up that Bo Burnham song because I was like, what is that song? And I was like, oh, wow. It is, uh, it just hits the nail on the head. Very, I think, poignant. Is that the word? Maybe not. Germain. I like using that, that word a lot. Okay. Also, I heard you say mayhaps earlier. I was like, all right. The mayhaps. Oh, that's not a word. Yeah, no, I know. I use yeah. it a lot. We um, have Beggar's Bread Bingo. <laughs> yeah, we have our own thing going. <laughs> yeah, Lots maybe. Of- well, I'll put that. I'll put that video in the show notes too, because I think, like you said and like Hannah said, it, it's a very good tie into everything we're talking about and just trying to like grapple with difficult things. Um, and I would hope that Christians particularly would, you know, this would really dwell on their conscience, right? Like it's something that, oh, people that are made in the image of God are being affected by the choices we make. And that's something that's like, you know, where do we... Where do we draw the line and how do we move forward and how do we promote flourishing? And it's like, it's a lot to deal with. <laughs> yeah. And it's a lot to deal with, you know, with those large isms, you know, like I really appreciate, I would probably side more just what Justin and Chris talk about capitalism and socialism is there's not really like a perfect system, but I do think there's plenty of room for critique of capitalism. Um, but you know, if I were to dive more into that, I'd be like, okay, what does it mean? But generally speaking, any ism, you know, it's okay to be suspicious of. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to frame it. Uh, anything else you got, Nick, before we go? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think that will uh, do it. And by do it, I mean just don't do it. Just uh-huh. don't uh-huh. do uh-huh. it. Plug it. <laughs> Plug that content and that next we're literally week. recording. <laughs> We'll see you back next week for Political Homeless Buddy System. See you next week.